This episode of Hit the Ground Running is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. Hi, I'm Christina Royster. And I'm Yasmin Gagne. And you're listening to Hit the Ground Running, a fast company podcast where we help young professionals uncover how to make it in the ever-changing world of work. On today's episode, we talk about the real scourge here. It's not the pandemic, it's the pandemic of student loans. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and we <laughs> we also talked to our producer, Blake Odom, about his loan repayment strategy. So, Yaz, what are you doing next Friday? I could probably cut out early at like 5 p.m. if you want to get drinks or something. Drinks would be nice, but I'm also thinking of hacking into the student uh, loan repayment program. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think something just came up. Otherwise, you know, if it was Saturday, I would totally help you break into a bank. (laughs) I really am just so over student loans. I'm just trying to come up with creative ways of how I can erase my file. Because at this point, I just feel like God has forgiven my loans and that should be enough. Um, I don't care if the Department of Education forgives my loans because it's up to God now. It's between me and God. You're like our social media editor. You should just set up like a GoFundMe and advertise it through Fast Company. I need something because I just can't. Well, let me let me start by asking you. Do you have student loan debt? You know what? I'm actually really fortunate. I don't. Okay. My parents paid my college tuition. I'm so grateful. And I can tell you right now, I would not have the job I have right now if I had student loans because Mm. I'd be looking for something way higher paying and I wouldn't have been able to like work at these lower wage jobs if I you know like there's so many months in my life especially in my early 20s where I was like just breaking even Mm -hmm. I think I'd literally have a different career yeah what about you I mean you you obviously have some you just mentioned but (laughs) yes what's your deal I actually recently called Naviant Naviant is the service provider That's handling the Department of Education's loans, apparently. What a terrible name. (laughs) I know. I don't have any beef with Sally Mae. I have beef with (laughs) Naviant. And so my beef is my $38,908.01 that I owe (laughs) Naviant. What? Yes. You have more. You know the average student debt? For 2018 grads was 29,200. So you have wow. like 10,000 more. What did you do wrong? Just exactly. Kidding. And the, the, the crazy part is when I look back at my loans and I think about that number 38,000, it's actually not that bad compared to some of my peers. I mean, I know that this was the 29,000 was the average, but I know people who owe upwards of $100,000. And so for me, I had a unique situation because I lived on campus for about three semesters and then I commuted. So I saved money that way. And um, at the beginning of my college tenure, when I was a freshman, my parents actually were not able to co-sign for any parent plus loans. And so I didn't have any loans because my parents couldn't co-sign. So it was a blessing in disguise, I guess. But then later their credit got better and they were able to co-sign. And so that's when I started getting the loans. But before the loans, it was just like grants. And I think my first semester, my mom did pay some money out of pocket. So now looking back, I'm happy that I didn't have loans for the first two years. But still, I have no idea. Like you said, how am I going to pay $38,000 when my salary is only like 30,000 more than that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's wild. When I look at those numbers, I just don't understand how 
they expect us to pay it back. And it feels like a trap kind of, wouldn't you agree? Like they say, oh, go to college and you'll get a great job. But you have to take out all these loans first. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Seriously. It's just, it's crazy. <laughs> was it worth it? Do you think it was worth it? Um, I mean, you know, thinking back to our conversation about college degrees that we had on a previous episode, I am grateful that I went to college and got my degree. I wish I could do it differently. I wish that I maybe started out at community college and saved some money that way. And I think our producer, Blake, he's going to tell us his story about how he did that. Um, he saved some money by going to a state school. But otherwise... I, yeah, I don't know if it was worth it. I wish I didn't have this much debt hanging over my head. And, you know, actually this conversation kind of ties into everything we've been talking about this season about home ownership and starting a family. Yeah. The only, the only real debt I have is my credit card. Cause you know, I was shopping back in my day. I, I had, I racked up on the credit card debt, <laughs> but besides my credit card, the only real debt I have is my student loans and it just haunts me. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. It's wild. I mean, you know, there's also the fact that we just talked about how our jobs would be totally different or how it can force you to pick a different job than you mm -hmm. want. And it's almost like indentured servitude, you know? Yeah. There's like some companies, um, I read about this one called FIS, which is a, it provides technology solutions for merchants. What does that mean? Not so sure. But they'll <laughs> pay the person, they'll pay their employees, their student loan debt balance after one year and they receive a complete debt payoff after spending 10 years for the company. Wow. So basically what I'm saying is you could be stuck in this terrible job at a company that you don't understand what they do because their name is FIS. And you <laughs> have to stay there for like 10 years for them to pay off your student loans, which is wild because that's so much of your life. Yeah. And you know what? Only 4% of other companies provide the same similar support. So And uh, ours doesn't. So. Yeah. Not to throw Fast Company under the bus, but we are definitely not getting any student loan repayment options. <laughs> Well, speaking of repayment, so I graduated college four years ago and I still haven't paid a cent. And, you know, there's deferment and all types of things you can do to push your loans off. But for me, I have chosen the income driven repayment plan. And at the time when I signed up for this payment plan, I was unemployed. So my monthly payment was zero dollars. Nice. They said, OK, yeah. <laughs> so now with COVID and everything, I realized, okay, I've been skating by. I haven't been paying my loans. I need to call them and figure out how much I owe. And when I called, she said, oh, you know, due to the CARE Act for COVID, yours was pushed back to 2023. So you don't have to pay until 2023. Nice. When I heard that, I was like, oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Because still four years out of college, I just still can't see myself paying $100 a month for my student loans. Like, I still can't afford that. And it's going to take you so many months. I know. It's going to be just chasing like, you forever. Not to be like, such a downer but yeah you're it's it's like that's the rest of your life <laughs> no you're totally right thirty eight thousand dollars one hundred dollars a month what is that's gonna take me like 25 years to pay off and it, it haunts me and it haunts my my family because my mother has student loans as well and she said most of hers still yeah my mom is 51 years old and she still has student loans to pay off from her master's degree and um our producer actually provided us with some statistics from money.com saying that black and brown students carry twice as much student debt. And I believe it. That's wild. I'm not, you know, trying to come for white privilege, but most of the people in we're, my community... We're always trying to come for white privilege on this podcast. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> most of the people in my community don't have mommy and daddy's bank account to pay for, you know, school for four years at a private school. That was not ever happening in my household. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just like... Uh, what you call you called it a pandemic at the beginning of the episode yeah yeah it's like an epic it's like the real scourge of our it really is an epidemic and so how do you feel about 
I mean, I don't want to get too political, but, you know, there's been whispers that Joe Biden's going to erase our student debt. Do you believe it or no? Yeah, but he hasn't. Yeah. Come on, Joe. No, uh, I just feel like he won't because mm. there are um, corporate interests at play. And there's also the persistent myth that if you work hard, then you won't be poor. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen? Well, wasn't it a couple of years ago? Capital One was like, hey, if you stop buying coffee every day, then you can pay off your student loans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I would literally have to starve myself and never leave the house. I couldn't even live in this house right now. I couldn't even afford my $1,000 rent if I tried to pay off my student loans. Like, it's just not possible to do it all. Yeah, I know. Or they'll be like, hey, if you just, like, stopped eating as much avocado toast, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yes, avocado toast. That is the reason why I have so much debt. That's definitely <laughs> it. That and we don't work hard enough. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll talk to our producer, Blake Odom, we know he works hard because he works with us <laughs> about his loan repayment journey. This episode of Hit the Ground Running is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. Blake. Hi, yes. How's Christina? How you doing? <laughs> Hi, Blake. Take us on a journey, a journey through your educational and student debt history. Once upon a time in 2013, um, <laughs> I graduated from school. And after that, I had about 21,000 and change in debt mm. um, from going to SUNY Plattsburgh. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to a state school and to save money. And my parents paid for like the tuition and stuff, but I and grants and everything, but I still had my own debt. <laughs> in that. Mm -hmm. And since I still had my own debt, I'd pay that off. I went to the bank. Now here's the thing with me. I had savings bonds since I was a little kid, since I was mm. a baby from my godparents, from both sets of godparents and my parents. So you had a little generational wealth. <laughs> <laughs> you want to call it that, but I'll explain Not what really, happened yeah. <laughs> when I went to the teller because I was pissed. So I go to the teller and my parents thought maturity for savings bonds were like seven years. They didn't know that the United States Treasury extends it like every so often. So they extended it to 14 years, Okay. then like 16 years. And then by the time I went there to go pay for my student loans, uh, it was pretty much close to 30 years. Wow. And I was like 22 at the time. Mm -hmm. So these bonds weren't mature yet. Oh. And I'm there at the teller. And they're saying to me, like, yeah, um, these aren't mature. So they're like 60 something dollars in, in value and oh, stuff wow. like that. So I was there pissed because instead of paying off maybe close to 5000 I paid off maybe like 2000 or close mm. to 2000 Did you think about holding on to them for longer, for like, you know, the rest of your life longer? Well... By the time you don't know if the United States Treasury is going to increase it again, who knows? Yeah, Maybe the bonds, the bonds that I have, I didn't uh, get rid of all of them. But the thing about savings bonds is that you they don't tax you on them or they don't take out a portion of them if you use it on student loans. So when that happened, I used it on that. And it was like, well, what do I do? What do I do? Wait till I'm 30 to use them. Yeah. And I, I could use them now, but. I, if I use them now, I'd be taxed on it. So And so without the savings bonds, how else did you expect to pay your student loans off? So then after I went through that and 
tried to make sure I didn't have a meltdown in front of the teller. Oh, <laughs> did you cry in your car? I wouldn't. No, I didn't cry in my car. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. So, what song did you play? What was your, what was your I can't replay my student loan soundtrack? Everybody hurts. <laughs> it was probably like the termination. So it was like DMX, who we be. stuff like that I was playing in the background. So I was like, I'm gonna pay off these loans because I was living at home and it was like uh, my first biggest bill other than what, my phone bill? Okay, so you you didn't really have rent or card note or anything. You were under your parents' roof. So you were like, my main responsibility is paying off these loans. Yes, and, and establish a relationship with the lovely lady, Sally Mae. So yeah. Because that's what I had to do. I had to deal with Sally Mae. Yeah. You don't have Navion. Navion <laughs> took over towards the end. Like, for me, it was Sally Mae. So. They're changing their name again to, like, Aid Advantage or something. What? Well, Navion sounds like, you know, when you're, like, playing with, like, an eight-year-old kid. And you're like, what's the name of this doll? Like, <laughs> come here, Navion. Navion. Come on. Let's watch Elmo. Like, come on. <laughs> They got to change the name every so often because if they don't, then people know that name and then just be like hate. Right. They're probably trying to rebrand. Exactly. They're probably trying to rebrand. So because I get emails all the time and I'm like, wait a second, Naviant, Department of Education. I don't even know who I owe sometimes. (laughs) So with Sally Mae, what would happen is I had like uh, it was like eighty seven dollars or something like that a month I had to pay. Mm. So why would and where is, were you working at the time? Did you have that much money? Oh, see, that's the thing. First, I started with at Outback. I was a dishwasher, so mm. that's not a lot of money. So I'm doing that, and then there'll be certain days I get paid every week doing that job. But there were certain days where, like, if I didn't really have any expenses, or this is the winter time, I'm not seeing people, or I'm not really buying things. I just shove money down its throat and be like, nope, this is going away. Mm. So that's how I treated it. And I did a jury duty case for like two months at civil court. And I was thinking of like, oh, like we're going to have over $1,000 because we're being paid $40 a day. So I'm, like, I'm going to have like a lot of money. I'm going to get a new laptop and everything. And then in mid-sentence while talking to like one of my coworkers, I was like, no, I'm not. I got to pay off these loans. <laughs> I just got <laughs> I got to pay off these loans. <laughs> Yeah. That's something I was going to ask you. Like, some people are really determined to pay off their loans. Other people kind of put their head in the sand and they're like, that number is so huge. I can't even imagine paying it off. So I'm just going to ignore it. I have friends that are like that. You were one of the people like, no, I'm going to actually try to pay this off. Whereas I'm one of the people like, "Eh, it'll get done. Well, as you heard, like, (laughs) I I had DMX is who we be on in the background. I was determined (laughs) (laughs) to pay that off. But in, in paying off your loans, did you have to miss out on, you know, buying gifts and vacations and stuff like that? That's a good question. I mean, I wouldn't say I did. What would happen is if I had, well, another thing too, I was flipping jobs. Mm. So I was working at Outback and then doing jury duty at the same time. Once those two months were over with for jury duty, like all that money I made from jury duty, it just went straight to the loans. So then like when I went back to just working at Outback, after I left that job, I started to do EEGs, electroencephalograms, where you do uh, you study the waves in the brain. It's like an EKG for your heart. What? Yeah. You've had a lot of different but jobs. Like, your jobs are <laughs> you're like what you're like Forrest Gump. I don't even understand. 
How did you end up as our podcast producer? Yeah. <laughs> this was my major. And, you know, some people either quit at their major or some yeah. people like, you know, take other jobs. So I was doing a mixture of both. So that was another job that I took. And that job you get can get paid from like 35 to at most like 40 an hour mm-hmm. doing that job. So I went from doing a job where I was getting extra money paying like, like, you know, getting $40 a day to now having a job where it was like $40 an hour. And a lot of that money from that job would go to student loans. And that's when I was working in different agencies. So I wasn't working in hospitals and clinics for like a long period of time, but I would take that money just like, hey, Sally Mae, how you doing? Yeah, I want to pay you a thousand dollars. So you were trying to do big lumps at a time. Yeah, big lumps. That's what I was doing. Because I'm just thinking like you had the opportunity to work at a job that paid $30 an hour. You were still living at home, no kids. Imagine somebody who has kids and a mortgage and they're trying to pay off their student loans. It's it's terrible. We don't, our our national minimum wage is still $7 an hour. Like, I just don't understand how that's possible. Yeah, it's no, it's, see, the problem I have with student loans is the fact that a lot of people go to school to change their livelihood. Mm -hmm. And then how do you expect for their livelihood to change when they have this debt? that they have to pay off until they're like 40, sometimes 50 years old, like, or or so that's, that doesn't make any sense. So that's why a lot of times when you see doctors and they go, or lawyers that go to school for such a long time, they are not really able to splurge on that money until what they're close to 50 and they're getting these nice cars and stuff like that, or they have all this stuff. So I find it very unfortunate because I always see it as it's very similar to the matter of like when you look at a person's resume and how they're supposed to gain experience, mm-hmm. which is something that like Yaz brings up all the time and uh, how I know about that life and everything we all do. Right. How can we level up in life if you want somebody with 10 years experience? Yeah. How can I level up in life when I owe $38,000 to the government? Exactly. How are you supposed to do that? How long did it ultimately take you to repay your student loans? Are they all repaid now? Yeah, I I, I repaid all of them. It took wow. Me- so you have a balance of zero. Yeah, I called Sally May and like, so how much left? You have nothing left. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they could feel the smile on my face. I was like, goodbye. How long did that take you? It took me. I started because they give you like six months after you graduate. They want all the like the flowers to go away <laughs> in your mind. I think 2017. I was done. So it took four years. Yeah, that's just about really good. not bad. Yeah. yeah, not bad. Yeah, maybe it's doable. Christina, you're making me think. Yeah, learn from this. <laughs> you're making me think. Maybe it's doable. Maybe I could. If, like we said, maybe if I just eat peanut butter and jelly and instant ramen, and I never go out, <laughs> then maybe I will be able to pay off my loans too. <laughs> I was able to go out. <laughs> did you live at home during that whole time? Yes, I did. Do you still live at home now? Yeah, I do. That's a nice way to save some money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my other question is, since you are somebody who has paid off your loans and there's whispers of maybe the government will cancel our student loans, how do you feel about how do you feel about that? Do you feel like, oh, I I put in my money and I put in my time? And are you bitter like some people I see on social media? Christina, are you just running down the clock <laughs> until the government cancels your loans? Please, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually not bitter. I think that if uh, another generation can go ahead and not have to pay and deal with the detriment that like mm-hmm. my generation or like, you know, previous have to deal with. And so be it. That's similar. That's a similar story to how when I first started working at WMYC, they had my previous, uh, another job I had <laughs> when I was working there, I started as like, you know, a contributing producer. I get paid. 
And then while I was there, they were having anyone that was the coming interns come in, they get paid. And the producer I was working with at the time didn't want to tell me because he thought I'd be upset. Oh, wow. Little did he know I put, I signed in for the pension or the petition to be like, no, they should get paid. Like knowing that I'm probably not going to get paid, but I don't, I'm not a firm believer of like, oh, you have to suffer like I did. No, no. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that you should change around what we're suffering (laughs) and make it equal for everyone, but it has to start somewhere. I love that. You know, we're going to talk takeaways at the end of this conversation, which is pretty much now. We don't have that much more time with you. <laughs> and I feel like our main takeaway is that Blake Odom is a really wonderful, kind and thoughtful person who didn't deserve Stop. to have student debt. But <laughs> it was like 19000 I had left. So it like I saw it as I can do this compared to like having like what, 50000 or more. Like, yeah, it's, I saw it as this is a goal I can take away. I can reach this goal. Yeah. Be gone with Sally Mae from my life. Yeah. I still think about what you said, though. Like, it does seem like a waste to me. Like, damn, I have to give $100 a month to these people. And like, it's just, (laughs) it just really depresses me, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to end on a positive note. I do want to end on the fact that Blake has done it and many other people have done it. So we know it is possible. It just might not be as comfortable as we would like. Yeah. And you know what? Be like Blake, right? (laughs) Try and help other people. Yeah. Don't be salty. Continue campaigning to eliminate student debt after you've paid yours. I know that's all easy for me to say because I don't have some. (laughs) I am aware. I know. I mean, you probably still feel our struggle, though. Even people without student debt can wrap their mind around, wow, Christina owes $38,000. That's a big number, like. Well, so being in debt is like one of the worst things for your like mental health. Yeah, like being in debt. will just it's like every morning you wake up and you're like, fuck, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Blake, for chatting with us today. Thank you. No problem. I I love the motto that Yaz and on be like Blake. I like that. (laughs) Be like Blake. That'll be your slogan when you run for president. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Blake. Bye. Well, yes, I feel like you kind of already covered takeaways, but did you want to add anything else that you took away from our conversation with Blake? Uh, You know, I mean, not really. I I just I'm like so impressed and in awe. And I know that I couldn't have done it. I think the main takeaway is that, like, you can see just from what both of you said about, you know, your student debt, how crippling it is for people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's one of those things that like I can tell how unequal it is right now, right? Like I was able to start my job and not have student loans compared to somebody in the exact same position as me having so many. And it already puts you on the back foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's like, A, student loans are terrible. Obviously that was a takeaway, but B, if you don't have them, like be aware, (laughs) you know? Yeah, definitely. I think my takeaway, um, the fact that Blake was able to pay off his debt in four years, I think it's because he started earlier. And so my takeaway would be to start as early as possible. If you do plan on paying your loans off, start right out of school. Um, Everybody gets that six month grace period. But if you have a job and, and you're working over the summer after college, maybe you could start immediately because once you keep pushing it off, you're going to, you know, accrue that interest and 
it's just going to get up and up. So I would definitely say start as early as possible. No one wants Naviant in their life. Yeah. You don't want Naviant emails. Trust me. I see it all the time. And I'm just, you know how people like avoid debt collector phone calls? Yeah. Yeah. I just like scroll over those emails. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, bye Naviant. Yes. (laughs) Thank you again for listening to Hit the Ground Running. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and recommend this show to a colleague or a friend. Also, if you have a few minutes, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're a new show and your review helps others find us. Or you can send us an email at podcast at fastcompany.com to let us know your thoughts and tell us if you have a question or an issue you'd like us to tackle on the show. Hit the Ground Running is produced by Franz Bowen with help from Blake Odom and with editorial oversight from Kate Davis. Be like Blake. <laughs>